to talk about um, healing today. So um, when I was young, the first, um, actually if you've been part of our Supernatural School, you've probably heard me talk about healing a lot because it's something I'm very passionate about and it's something I believe that actually as believers, it's something we're all meant to be passionate about. And so what I would like to do today is actually just remind us afresh that who God is as our healer and actually the job that he's given us to do. Not as a crack the whip, why have you not been doing this? But as a, actually, like, what is it that's stopping us understanding or, you know, what is it that's meaning that we don't lay hands on the sick or, you know, there's all sorts of reasons. We're just going to explore some of them and just uh, journey together. So when I was young, the first miracle I ever saw as a child was a woman who was blind uh, getting her sight back. I was probably about eight or nine years old and I remember just being like, Actually, that was like something that happened in the Bible, and I just, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a follower of Jesus at that point, but I do remember it just marked me. And then um, in 2001, so 21 years ago, um, my uh, elbow, I'd had a lot of problems with it, I'm not going to go into the big story, but my elbow uh, was completely healed, and in that same meeting, uh, there was a woman there who had a stick. Um, and she threw the stick away, walked without it. Uh, it turned out that she had a um, terminal brain tumour um, and she was actually healed of that as well. And a 46-year-old man who was born with cerebral palsy um, and completely bent over, um, straightened out uh, in front of us and then started running around the room. So I think something happened in that, in that meeting for me, which was just like, I, this is it, I'm game on, I'm not going to stop this now. Um, so I've been laying hands on sick people since I was, I, mean, I came to Jesus at the age of 16 and I've probably been laying hands on the sick um, since probably about 18, 19 years old, around 41, so that's quite a while, uh, and had all, seen all sorts of things. Um, some short stories I'll share as we go. Um, I've, I've seen you know, some amazing things happen. I've always had to navigate some really difficult things, which I know that we all have, um, and it is... It is not an, a simple and easy journey. Um, but I just want to remind us that God wants to use us, actually, that he is healing. It's, one his, it's who he is, it's his heart, and, and actually he's given us a job to do. So um, just a reminder of some scriptures, we're just going to dive in. I'm just going to like hit you with some Bible verses as we go. So Jesus is the one who said, um, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Hebrews 1 details us that Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. And what we see in Scripture again and again and again is that Jesus was, it says he was moved with compassion and then um, for the sick. And actually that is what uh, Daddy God is like. Um, and so, so he wants them made well, actually. And I think we need to get that settled in our hearts and in our heads. And actually what does scripture say so in matthew 4 23 to 24 it says this jesus went to galilee teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people news about him spread all over syria and the people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases those suffering severe pain the demon possessed those having seizures and the paralyzed and he healed them so what did jesus do he preached the good news of the kingdom and he healed all who came to him. And 1 John 3 tells us that for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And that is our job too, and we'll come to that in a minute. 
Um, so, so why does God heal people? Because, because he loves people, because he's good, because healing is who he is. And actually, I love it. Like, Jesus is awesome and representing the Father. Um, so in Matthew 8, um, we're just going to read a few different bits from Matthew 8. So verse 2 says this, A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. And actually the verb here is the, the present perfect tense, which means I was willing, I am willing now, and I will always be willing. And so we need to really get this. Like, If anything you grasp today, I would love it if you just grasped that, that God was willing, is willing, and will always be willing. Actually healing is what he's passionate about. He wants people made well, he loves them, and he loves to show them who he is. Then uh, later we see the, um, the centurion, and remember the stories, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And what I love about this is that Jesus, like the man doesn't say, oh, like, could you, could you come like, to my house? It's just like, this is what's happening, here's the situation. And Jesus is like, I will come and heal him. He actually hadn't been invited, um, but he invited himself before he had been asked, which is amazing. And actually, remember, Jesus is an exact representation of the Father. Um, and obviously, we know in the Lord's Prayer, we have to pray, you know, your will be, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know that heaven, there's no sickness, there's no pain, there's no, there's no tears. And, um, and actually, that's what, that's my expectation. I want to see that around me. I want to see that every place I go. I want to see no pain, no sickness. And so I, I, anyway, we'll get there. I'm so excited about this. I don't want to see sick people in my presence at all, ever. Um, so, um, I don't believe that Jesus was ever ill whilst he walked the earth because we don't see what well, Jesus couldn't work that day because he had a bad cold or Jesus was in bed with a fever and the disciples had to come lay hands on him. We don't see it. And Jesus was completely human, exactly like me, exactly like you, filled with the Spirit, exactly like you, exactly like me. And so I don't stand for it. The minute I get a sore throat, I'm rebuking it. A sore knee, I'm laying hands on my knee. I get everybody in MD to pray for me about all sorts of things. I just do not accept um, pain, sickness. Now, does that mean that I'm always fully well? No, but I don't. I aspire to always be fully healthy, and I don't. I don't want to accept sickness because actually, um, I'm like Jesus didn't have the cold. Why should I? Uh, so then later we see the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go and he goes, and to another, come and he comes. And to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. So Jesus is completely astonished by the centurion's great faith. Which actually, if you were a Jewish follower, um, you would, that would be quite insulting because obviously Rome were considered the enemy. So, what was it that had? Why, why did he have such great faith? Because he actually understood that Jesus had authority to heal the sick, um, and we've got that too. Because later, in, um, so I think the thing we have to remember about the Bible is it's not got chapters. Um, we've got chapters, it's quite helpful to, you know, we have all these three lovely chapter headings that tell us what's about to come next. And actually, um, 
In Matthew 9, Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. Now, I'm sure you're probably like me. How many of you have ever prayed that Lord would send workers out into the harvest? I have done that. But actually, what was Jesus' response to that very thing that he said? His response was that he gathered the 12 disciples and he gave them authority to heal every disease and sickness. And then he later sends out the 12. Um, and actually, he's given them authority that before he'd actually won it at the cross. He said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore, go. And actually, for us, you know, how much authority do we have? We have all of it. We're, we're told to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, which is sometimes in the West, it's difficult for us to get our heads around. We don't always see demons manifesting. We, you know, raising the dead isn't something that we've necessarily um, been there to lay hands on someone to be able to do that. But actually, it is basic Christianity 101, which is very challenging for us because actually we're like, oh, I don't even want to have the faith to pray for my neighbour who just told me they had a headache. How am I going to raise the dead or cast out a demon? Actually, it's not about us. It's about, I think, the thing I've been remembering recently and I talk about a lot, even just with friends of mine, is actually when we give Jesus, you know, have we given Jesus just our heart? Or does he also have our mind, our body, our bank account, our house, our car? Like, how much of us does Jesus have? Does he have our hands? Does he have our hands so that we can lay them on sick people and he can use us to see someone we dwell? Um, and so if you've ever prayed for more workers into the harvest, then you are the answer to your own prayer. He's saying. Um, so we are sons like Jesus. We um, are filled with the Spirit. We get to um, transact business on Father God's behalf. Actually, we advancing the kingdom is what we're here to do. Um, we're dispensers of heaven because that's where we're seated. Um, and actually what that means, like when we were out on the streets um, a week past yesterday, it was very busy in George Square when we were about to worship Jesus. And actually I was just like, you know what, look at all these people. Like, there's a green light. Like, every one of these people is, like, just a target for the love of God, for them to have a word of, a prophetic word of their destiny and what he's called them to, or for their bodies to be healed. Like, every single one of them, God adores them, he knows them. And actually, we had an incredible job of just being able to go and interact with whoever God kind of put in front of us. And that is us every day of our lives. We live with a green light, which means, actually, we don't... You know, sometimes we're like, oh, I'm just going to wait for God to tell me to hold my hands on that person or I need a word of knowledge first or actually people are ill all the time. And if you would actually listen, the number of times that probably someone tells you in their day that they've got a sore back or a sore head or a sore knee and we're just like, oh, really? Oh, sorry about that. And then on we go. It's like, oh, actually, hang on a minute. Before we even think about anything, like what I've trained myself to do is before I even think, I'm like, Jesus loves to heal people. Can I lay my hands on you for that to be healed? Before I even talk myself out of it, I've, I've practiced saying those words out of my mouth so that I make myself say that and then it's too late at that point if I didn't want to do it. That's tough. Um, because we're meant to be dispensers of heaven. We, 
it's not our responsibility to do the healing, but it is my responsibility to set it up for Jesus so that he can. Um, and so um, later in, in Matthew, we see that um, Jesus entered Peter's house and, um, and, we, and we read that um, you know, he, she had a fever and it left her and then um, she rose and began to serve him. And it says this, that evening, this is just after that happened, that evening uh, they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out the spirits of the word and healed all who were sick. This is to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Now, do you believe that, actually? You know, Jesus bore our sins on the cross, first of all, we know that. But actually, do we really, do we really believe that he took all sickness and all disease on the cross? Because actually, you know, we have this assurance that Jesus took our sin, we get forgiven, we're set free from that, we don't live under condemnation, we don't have, you know, all that lifts off and we live in that reality, but actually, do we have that same assurance and do we really truly believe that sickness and illness and disease was actually broken at the cross? Um, so, if I was to, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but you can give me a nod or a wink or a smile. But, you know, who here speaks in tongues? Do I put your hand up? Yeah. Okay. And so, if I, I'm not going to ask you to do this, but if I was to say, right, well, it'd be great, right, if everybody was going to all speak in tongues, you would be able to open your mouth and outcome would tongue, tongues would come from your mouth. Um, and actually, I think the thing that we often forget is that the, 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 the tongues is a powerful display of heaven at work in our lives. And we're just so used to it that we don't even think about it. It's like, this is like really, this is so supernatural that when medic, medical professionals have looked at it, they see the chart of it happening and they're like, the language part of the brain is not being used while this is happening, it's actually coming out of their spirit. Like it's medically been proven. But we've got so used to that aspect of heaven um, in our life. So when we open our mouth, we're assured that tongues are going to come out. If we're like, when I speak of tongues now, we're assured. We just, we just have moved in that, to that place where we know that tongues are going to come out. But actually, have we got to a place where we believe that um, if we lay hands on the sick, they will recover? That something of the substance of God touches a person's life when my hand goes on to them because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. Now, my hands don't look particularly special. They're quite large for females' hands, actually. But they, they have been used to see people get out of a wheelchair, to see, you know, people set free of demons, you name it. Lots of stuff has happened to these hands. Not because I am some super special, anointed, whatever. It's because actually I just believe that the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I believe that. Just like, you know, if you, you know, if we basically give in to the storehouse that the, the, the you know, basically heaven is going to be opened up and pour back into us, that actually when we tithe, money just comes bouncing back to us. It's, a, it's like a test God and see moment. Same thing. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And actually, if we never lay hands on any sick people, how are we going to know that, that the truth of Jesus bore all our sins and our diseases on the cross? Actually, if we never lay a hand on a sick person, you're not going to have that same assurance that when you open your mouth, tongues is going to come out in the same way that if you lay hands on a sick person, they're going to be made well. Now, 
I, there are some things where I have just moved from like hope to shoot, like I just know. Like if someone's like, I have a leg length discrepancy, I've seen legs grow so intense, I'm like, I have no problem with that. I've just got an assurance that the leg's gonna grow because I've watched it so many times. I've seen fibromyalgia healing loads of times. And then we can have a specific gift of faith in a particular moment. Like I remember, I probably shared this story a few times before, but I remember being in Sloan's, which is like a pub in the center of town, and there was a guy there who was partially deaf. And I just knew something in me was like, lay hands on him, he's gonna be healed. And I'm like, I just like, hey, you're, I need to get that hearing sorry for you, like right now. And I was just kind of like, hurry up, let me get at you. And, uh, and he got completely healed. His, he freaked out, actually. He'd been trying to uh, chat me up and he just ran the other way, which was quite funny. <laughs> well, I wasn't interested. Thankfully, uh, it just was a really good way of um, <laughs> going somewhere else. So, um, <laughs> actually, so Jesus, as I said, he operated as a human being on earth, filled with the Spirit. Sometimes think we get this lie, nonsense mixed up in our head that, oh, you know, he's fully God, fully man, so all the times that he was healing people, it was because he's God. No, he was fully a human. The times that he was seeing people healed is because Holy Spirit was using him and, like, the power of God was coming through his hand and touching somebody's body. Jesus is the exact same as us. And so what we need to remember is just the, what he says, what the truth of the word says, which is this. Just a reminder, 1 John 4, 17, as he is, not as he was, not as Jesus was walking about the earth or on a cross, but as he is, which is resurrected Jesus, new body, seated at the right hand of the Father, powerful, awesome, you know, resurrected, as he is, so we are in this world. And then John 14, 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, have you got faith in Jesus? Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing, he will do even greater things than these. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but the greater, the word greater there means greater in quality, not quantity. So we're not going to be doing necessarily more miracles than Jesus, but we'll do more exciting miracles than Jesus, which basically means raising the dead, multiplying food, walking on water, and being transported or walking through walls really should just be starter, and then we get greater than that, just saying. Uh, I haven't uh, multiplied food yet, but I have practiced walking on water. I was having a wee shot in the summer on the swimming pool. <laughs> uh, it didn't work yet. <laughs> but you know what, like, and raising the day, but I practice. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have, I have a body in front of me, which would be really difficult, but I have had a lay dance on dead birds. So I'm like, well, I see birds dead. Actually, I need to like, you know, why not? Do you know, like, I just want to challenge you, like, we need to practice. Um, so, uh, Jesus is not just the healer, he is healing. So wherever he is, healing happens. And we are joined to Jesus. That's what he said, like, Father, he prayed for us. Want to be, let them be one, let them be in me as I'm in you. And, you know, we're actually all joined, we're joined to Jesus. Um, and so actually, wherever we go, um, healing, is going to happen um, because it is a natural outworking of the kingdom that there is no sickness in heaven and so there ought not to be sickness wherever we are because we are seated in two realms simultaneously we're the ones who bring heaven to earth it's through us through our body we're we're in two realms at the same time so we're almost like 
you know, Jesus is the one who's like, you know, I'm the gate, but actually now we're the gate. He told us that we're the light of the world, that we are the ones who get to like tag your hip. And it's our job now to release healing and to dispense heaven and to do all the things that Jesus showed us how to do and more. So this is our great commission, just a reminder. Go into all the world, preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak new tongues, which I've spoken about. We don't have any issues with that. They will pick up snakes with their bare hands. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to try that one. Let me know if you do. And they will, they, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So those, those who believe, those who will believe what the word of God says is the prerequisite for laying on the hands of the sick. So do you believe? So we've been given a job to do, actually. Laying hands on the sick, it's not actually an optional extra. It's not a, a you know, Jan, she loves to do that. Well, just, like, she can just let her do that. She loves it. No, actually. It's actually a sign that the kingdom is at hand and we're all called to go. Now, go for you might be, go to the mums at the, the, the school gate. Go to, I don't know, go to, go might look for you right now that actually you're, you're going is typing a prayer on teams because you work in the house. Your goal might be challenging because going is different for all of us. God's, but here's the thing, the people that God has given you influence or impact or connection with, I am never gonna get a chance to meet them or to lay hands on them. And so God has put them in your life because actually you're the person that God wants to use to reach them, not me. And um, so a few things I've learned, it's kind of Jan's top tips, and I'll tell a couple of stories. So testimony is so important. We get up here, we tell you stories like a contact lens appearing out of thin air, because actually the word testimony, uh, the Hebrew of the word means to repeat or to do again. And I remember hearing this story, um, there's a guy who I absolutely love, he's called David Hogan, and he shared a story of um, laying hands on a woman um, who, he didn't know this at the time, but she'd been born blind, the fire of God went through um, her head, she felt it come right down her body and when it got to her toes her eyes popped open and she screamed and freaked out. She was in a cessationist church which basically believes that the gifts of God died out with the apostles and that they don't believe in, in healing anymore in their church. So she goes back to her church uh, that week and of course they want to hear like what's happened so she gets up the front, tells the story. Like, I don't believe this, I don't believe this happened, you know, this is the man said, be healed and fire came down my body and it hit my toes, my eyes popped open. At that moment, when she was testifying to a church that did not believe that healing was for today, a woman screamed and jumped up because as she shared the testimony, another woman who was born blind's eyes opened. So that, I always remember that as like, actually that is a profound example of what telling a testimony can do. Like, do we have faith to believe that actually something that you've lost that's important to you is going to come back? Do you actually believe that? Do you believe that if God can give us £50,000, we can completely, radically transform whatever your financial situation is? Like, there's receiving of testimony is so important because actually God wants to do it again. I've also learned that miracles are instantaneous, 
but healing is often a process. Now, thankfully, I love Jesus. I so love Jesus and the fact that the people who wrote the Gospels captured this. Uh, so Jesus, we know Mark 8, Jesus prayed twice for a blind man. The first time he prayed for him, he said to him, do you see anything? And the man said, I see people that look like trees walking around. And then Jesus had to pray again. That so encourages me. I'm like, good. I'm so pleased that we don't just see story after story where Jesus had instant success rate every time. He had to pray a second time. And then when Jesus in Luke 17 instructs the 10 lepers to go and show themselves to the priests, they still have leprosy when he sends them away. And uh, it says in scripture, as they went, they were healed. And then we know that like only one came back to be like, you know, thank you so much, that was awesome. I'm now free. And then another nine didn't come back. But they were still lepers when they left him. Um, which I'm always like, come on, Jesus. Like we have no idea what happens sometimes when we lay hands on a person and we never see them again. Um, but that's an encouraging thing to remember. Um, also, when we see like a miracle or we see a healing, it's often a window into just like the possibilities of God. Um, and what that I mean by that is that sometimes God wants to do more. There's been so many times where like maybe someone tells me they have something wrong with them and I pray for them and then the next thing they start saying, well, I've got this wrong with me too and that wrong with me and this wrong with me and that wrong with me. And then you basically end up, God just does a whole operation on them, heals all the things that are wrong with them and then you can just be like, do you want to give your life to the person who just set you free from all your pain? Yeah, I do. And, and then people just get radically saved because God wants to show people that he's real and that he loves them and he cares about them and that he wants to be in a relationship with them. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, there's so many amazing things that God does that way, but there's always more. Um, sometimes as well, um, we can have this thought in our head, what if they don't get healed? And I would just challenge you this, what if they do? What if they do get healed? Actually, like, we so stop ourselves on all sorts of things. Like, we believe lies. We go down rabbit trails of complete nonsense because, and then we get ourselves all tied up in knots. What if we actually just chose to believe God's word um, above our experience or above what we've actually ever seen um, and not try to make a, th a theology or an excuse out of lack of experience that actually the Bible says, I will lay my hands on the sick and they will recover. What if I chose to believe that? What if every time someone who was ill or sick who stood in front of me, I was just like, hey, I'm going to lay my hands on you and believe that something has just happened, whether they're healed there and then in the moment, whether I pray for them again, whether they get healed as they go. Actually, my job is not to heal the person, but to lay their, my hand on them. Um, and it actually, yeah, that's all I'm going to say that. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, just one quick story on that one. Um, Joaquin Evans, who some of you know, he was in South Africa and he basically, there was a guy in a wheelchair and the guy had been prayed for so, so many times. And, and he's like, well, I don't want to get prayer. And, and Joaquin said to him, what if today, what if today was the day? And the guy was like, yeah, fine, okay, on you go. The late times when the guy got out of his wheelchair and just, it was just this huge miracle because he, he was known by the entire community and had been in this chair for years and years and years. So what if, what if the next time God puts a sick person in front of you, what if they got radically healed? What would that actually do to you on the inside? You'd be like, oh man, this, this 
the output got to be testing this actually happened in the same way that tithing you always read back, like, oh my goodness, like, God, God used me. This, like, lay hands on the second they will recover thing actually happened. Um, just be yourself is the other top tip. There's not actually a method. My top tips are Jesus didn't use very many words, so I figure that's a good thing to model. Um, and actually building a relationship with Holy Spirit is really important. Um, as is um, being intentional. Actually, habits, habits are not, they don't just come out of one decision, but they're the result of repeated choices so that they eventually become automatic responses. Um, so yeah, building a relationship with Holy Spirit, working evidence is this amazing thing, which is, I don't, I don't know how to heal anyone. I just know how to hang out with the one who does. So intimacy is really, really important. Um, and we need to learn to live with mystery and to keep our hearts open. Do you know that the enemy is out to sabotage our relationship with God at all costs? Um, so he wants us to blame God when things don't work out the way that we thought they might. He wants us to get angry at God. Um, and, and actually, God is good. God is love. And that has to remain our default foundation, even in the difficulties, even when we don't understand, even when it does not work out the way that we thought it was going to. Actually, God's good. He is love. And we don't have to understand it. There's so many things that have happened in my life. I don't get it. But actually, we have to live in the mystery. And I'm, I'm not meant to have the answers. I don't understand why. I don't understand why I've watched someone with a trigger finger have their finger straightened in front of me and my pal in the gym's got trigger finger and I've prayed for him like a hundred times and his finger's still bent. I don't understand. But I, am I going to stop praying for that guy? No. And will he keep letting me? Yeah, he does. I actually prayed for him on Friday night. But he's trigger finger again. He's like, oh. And he just shakes his head at me and laughs. But he's just like so open because something of the substance of God touches someone. And they, they, the guys in my gym, they're not Jesus followers. They love it when I lay hands on them because if something happens to them, they're like, oh yeah. Do you put your hand on me thing? Do you put your hand on me thing? Like, they really love it because God impacts them. Um, and so God wants to do beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. I heard recently um, a story of a guy who, um, I'm just going to kind of end with this, and we do a declaration together. Um, he uh, was having a dream. He was like, you know, he was like, in his dream, he was like, I know this is a dream, it's just a really nice dream, and he was with Jesus, and he was walking on the beach, and it was night time, and in his dream, he was like, oh, this is so nice, it's like a really calm evening, and the stars are out, and it's beautiful, and he's just like with Jesus, and then he's kind of walking along the beach, and he saw something in the water, and he just felt like, oh, I, I need to get this thing that's in the water, sorry, let me rewind forgot the important start point. Sorry, this guy, it's a guy called Paul, he was at a conference, it was happening in his town, it was like a worship night thing, and there was a woman there who said, hey, would you pray for my sister? She is an alcoholic, and she's like on the verge of basically destroying her life because all her organs are a mess, and just would you pray that she just gets set free and she comes to Jesus, and he prayed for her, that was fine. So then that night he has this dream, and as he's walking along the beach and he sees this thing in the water and he kind of pulls this thing out of the water and discovers that it's actually a body. And he pulls this body up the beach and he turns it over. And uh, it's a woman who starts to cough and then um, spits up water. 
and he doesn't really think any more of it. He wakes up and he's like, that was really weird. Dream, Tav is a dream. Weird. Anyway, a week passes and they're having like the next kind of worship night conference thing in, their t in his town. And this woman that he prayed with comes up to him and is like, oh, I need to tell you a story. Like, it's amazing, but my sister has, has decided to give her life to Jesus. It's incredible. I'm so excited. Um, actually, what happened was she really, she drank too much um, just the other week there. And uh, she gone for a walk down the beach at night and she actually drowned. Um, but she felt something tug her leg and pull her out of the water. And all she remembers is waking up and looking up at the stars in the sky thinking, wow, it's a really beautiful night. And she realised, I need to... I need to give my life to the person who made these stars. So she surrendered her life to Jesus and was instantly free from alcohol addiction. So the man hears this story, this guy Paul, hears this woman tell him that, and he's just like, poker face, because in the inside he's like, ah! Oh my goodness, that was real! Ah! Totally freaks out, doesn't say anything to the woman, because he's just like, I don't, I don't regret for that, never mind this poor woman. But he was just like, do you know, God, God wants to use us in ways that are beyond what we can ask for, think, and imagine. That, to me, is a greater than Jesus miracle right there, actually. And there are things, and actually what God wants is our yes. Because there is all sorts of outrageous things he wants to see happen on this earth. And he, and he needs people who are going to be like, do you know what, count me in. Count me in for whatever it looks like. I am game on. Even if I don't understand, even if it's going to be difficult, even if we're going to have to bury people, even if the person is not going to heal, get healed in front of me, I am not going to. I'm not going to not believe what you say, which is I will lay my hands in the sick and they will recover. Um, and so I don't know where you're at with all this. Maybe you're like, yeah, yeah, I do this already. Great, keep going. Actually, maybe you're like, I'm really to give him my yes afresh. I have opted out of this. I've decided it's not for me, I've been disappointed, I've counted myself out. Um, so I would just love us to do a wee declaration, I'll read to you what it is that we'll do. And then I'm just going to have um, Tim come up in just a moment, I'm just going to play some music. And I just want to invite you, before we get our kids back, for you just to process with God. Like, actually, hey God, I'm disappointed, I'm angry, I am... I don't know if I even believe this, like, help my unbelief. Whatever it is that you need to pray, I just would encourage you just to, like, Get it set in the inside. Hey God, I want to choose to believe you on this. I have not believed and I need your help to believe. Whatever it is, whatever you felt challenged on, I don't know. So this is the declaration I would love us to do if you want me to join in with me. I'll just read you it all first and then we can do it line by line. I'm a person of great faith. Because Jesus went to the Father, I do even greater things than he did. Now we declare the truth. Remember, we don't necessarily, sometimes our belief has to catch up. As he is, so I am in this world. I choose to believe God's word over my past experiences. I choose to fear God and nothing else. I am supernatural and do exploits beyond my human abilities. And as I place my hands on sick people, they will get well. So if you are okay, well, we're just all going to stand. Um, actually, no, sorry, you can stay seated because it's sometimes better to process with God in that kind of seated, calm place. So I'm going to do this line by line. If you'd like to join in, you can repeat it after me. If you don't want to join in, then you're free not to. Um, and then um, we're just going to pray with each other for ourselves. Um, so I am a person of great faith. I am a person of great faith. Because Jesus went to the Father, because Jesus went to the Father, I do even greater things than he did. I do even greater things than he did. 
As he is, so am I in this world. As he is, so am I in this world. I choose to believe God's word over my past experiences. I choose to believe God's word over my past experiences. I choose to fear God and nothing else. I choose to fear God and nothing else. I am supernatural and do exploits beyond my human abilities. I am supernatural and do exploits beyond my human abilities. As I place my hands on sick people, they will get well. As I place my hands on sick people, they will get well. So I'm just going to have Tim play. I just want to invite you just to close your eyes or however you, but just to respond to God in your own heart. Like, God, thank you that I've seen lots of people healed. I'm going to keep journeying on with that. God, you know that I'm sore with this and I don't know that I do believe. Whatever it is that you are feeling on the inside, or God, I want to give you my yes. I sign up to say yes. I'll lay hands on the sick people you put in front of me. Whatever, however you want to respond, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a wee moment to do that. Jesus, and I thank you that you walked this earth and showed us what living as a human filled with the Spirit looks like. And I thank you that when people came to you, they were made well. And I thank you, Jesus, that when you died on the cross, you didn't just break the power of sin, but that you dealt with and broke sickness and disease. And you bore it your body and you say that it's finished. And I thank you, Jesus, that we get to join in with that, seeing that victory of what you are impacting people's bodies on this earth. And I want to pray for every heart in this room, God, that you would help us with wherever we're at. Help us to be freed up from our pain, our disappointment. Help us to to be able to be people that can move from hope to assurance that in the same way that when we speak in tongues, that when we lay hands on the sick, that they will recover. Or that we wouldn't get tied up in knots or be paralyzed by fear, but that we would trust and believe, just like little kids, 
we believe the truth about what you say. So God, I just pray that you will help us to get to a point where we can just give you our yes. And we can say we're all in. That we don't want to just give you our heart, we want to give you our minds, our bodies, our hands, and we want to be used by you however you want to use us. And what a privilege to be your child on this earth and to dispense heaven. And to say thank you. Amen. So I just want to encourage you, um, it might not be this week, but just to bear in your mind that whenever someone who's ill comes in front of you and says, oh, I've got a really sore head, or do you know I'm not sleeping properly, or my back's killing me, actually, do what John does. <laughs> hey, Jesus loves to heal people. Can I just pray for you right now? Just five seconds, let me put my hand on your shoulder. Actually, we all need to start somewhere. I have got it wrong. Lots of said some stupid things, made some mistakes. But actually, God loves to have your heart. So I just encourage you: have a go, have a go at putting God to the test. Like I, you know, we will lay our hands in the sick and they will recover. Is the truth of Scripture. 